0: But why is, that, why, why is that important for you to know? Why is that important for you to know that you are spirit? It's because there's eternity attached to you and your purpose. Hello, hello. Everybody, come on now, I feel like I'm at home. We got babies running around, okay? We got plates. It is, it showed sure up is. You know you're at home when there's the bottom plate, then there's the top plate, cause you gotta go, right, right? Um, hi everybody, my name is Nya Agwe. I am so, so excited to be here with you guys. Um, I can't thank the Rethinking Me team enough for, um, and you guys, honestly, for just giving me your time and your attention today. This is gonna be really, really fun. Um, Um, We're going to walk through a couple stories, lots of Bible, (laughs) but we're going to do it together. Um, And I I I couldn't do this without also just thanking God um, for just the ability to walk in a gifting that he's given me. So I thank you guys so much. Um, So let me see a little bit about me. It's really kind of interesting telling this story at this point in time because currently where I'm at, God is rewriting, he's writing a new story for me and I'm stepping into it at the same time. But if I had to tell you my story, I'd probably go back past, well, no, not past. It starts off with um, my parents, my family. We moved here from Cameroon. Um, When I was six, I came. I am the oldest of three siblings. So technically, they're my children as well. (laughs) Two of them are here already. That's my wonderful mom over there. Um, And all that. And I would say really probably where my story really starts is when I came up to my parents In 11th grade, it was 11th grade, they they literally give us an assignment that you have to tell your parents what your career path is and have them sign it. Don't come back into this class without this thing being signed. Um, And I said, you know, I think I wanna get into fashion. I think I wanna be a fashion designer. Mind you, I come from two doctors. um, And I was born just like my sister, who's Ghanaian. My background is um, West African as well. Immigrant parents, any immigrants in the house? Immigrant parents, first generation? Okay, 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 okay. So some of y'all will know what I'm talking about when you you pop up talking about you want to be an artist or anything, they're not having it, they're not having it. (laughs) But um, I'm grateful to have uh, parents that supported me. Um, But it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy. Um, What made it even more challenging was that I went to the top fashion design school, graduated, didn't get a job, all right. Then I went to master's, got my master's, graduated, didn't get a job, didn't get a job, didn't get a job, didn't get a job, seven years of unemployment. Didn't get a job. And that's really where I would say my story starts. But like I said, I'm walking into newness. This is a new year, this is a new me, right? That's our catchphrase of the new year. and so when I was thinking about this topic, I thought it was a perfect timing. We're all stepping into a new season and there's something amazing that God shared with me that I want to share with you and how we can really take steps in this journey together. Let to start off with um, a verse, more so, a couple of verses. Like I said, we are gonna go through some Bible today. Um, and it's Ezekiel 36, 26 through 30. And the word says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanliness. I will call from the grain and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. I want y'all to say new year, new, new, year. new spirit, new, spirit. New, spirit. New, me. new me. Amen. I like the way that's sounded. We're going to keep that going. We're going to keep that going. When you think about the word spirituality, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Somebody shout it out immediately. Don't cheat. First thing that comes to mind. I, uh, All right. Okay. Yes. So y'all was thinking the same thing. I was thinking when spirituality came to mind, first thing I thought was going to church every Sunday. And I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense because spirituality is such a huge concept. How could I wrap it up in going to church every Sunday? And like I said, I'm a creative. So I I talk to myself a lot and no, that's not craziness. That's genius. Okay. Correction. Um, and so I'm asking myself the question, well, you why did you, why did you think that when you thought spirituality? And I think it's because the more that I thought about it, I realized that when we actually categorize spirituality, just like we categorize a lot of things in our life, right? (laughs) Um, we categorize things in our lives to make more sense out of it so for example it's a new year right who got their vision board done okay all right i'm the only one (laughs) all right all right all right (laughs) okay 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 okay, good good (laughs) So I'm the founder of a uh, community called Things Hope For. And one of the events that we have um, every year, we do a vision board party and it is fantastic. It's amazing. I probably say it's the best one out there, but, you know, (laughs) I'm a little biased, you know. Um, But what we do when we usually have our vision board, right? We say, okay, hey, I want to do this in fitness. I want to do this in my career. I want to do this in travel, right? We categorize different areas of our lives um, because it just makes life easier. We're human beings, so, you know, we want to make sure that everything is in its place, especially spirituality, all right? And I think that's because we don't really have the best... um, brand ambassadors for spirituality you feel me uh you either got the person who you know leaves their family and friends and good food and goes to a high mountain somewhere to pray all alone or you got the person who's in the grocery store that can't hold their holy ghost (laughs) you either got one or the other so we really don't have great visuals for um, visual examples for spirituality, or how you know, good spirituality is contained. So I think a lot of us have bought into this idea that if we don't box spirituality, if we don't keep it in the confines of religion, if we don't keep it in the confines of someone's personality, it becomes problematic. Now, this is me talking to myself, by the way, I'm, I'm thinking about this the whole entire time, but I just could not get myself to conclude there because I knew that, one, I knew God's word and what God's word said about spirituality and his spirit, but also I knew my own experience. I knew what it was like to allow the Holy Spirit to saturate your life. And I can testify that, Someone come in from seven years of unemployment and keeping my peace, peace that surpasses all understanding, right? Uh, Keeping my ability to love when I face rejection after rejection and it didn't break me, but it built me. Keeping my joy, hope, hope enough, hope long enough to realize this right here. Y'all, this right here This is, this is the beginning of answer prayers. Okay. This is the beginning. If I could just toot. This is my first conference to speak at. Okay. So this is a, this is what I'm talking about right here. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I know, I know that, no, I know that. Spirituality and know what it is when it's when you saturate your life with the Holy Spirit. It's not problematic. So I had three thoughts I wanted to share with you guys um, about rethinking. Three thoughts. okay? All right. Union. You know, I had to take it to Union. I was like, three thoughts, three thoughts, three thoughts. If you go to to Union, you know, Pastor Stephen got three points all the time. So I was copying him. Um, But yeah, I have three thoughts that I want to share with you guys about rethinking spirituality, because I think that there's something that we're missing. I think that there's something that um, we can tap into um, if we know the truth. So let me give you the first one. Spirituality is identity. So, all right, we're talking about vision boards, right? Okay, some of y'all made vision boards, but who has, who has a goal to lose weight? Okay, okay, good, 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 good. Who has a goal to gain weight? Sometimes that, okay, all right, all right. We all got, there we go. We all got different goals. Weight, weight, like honestly, fitness is like the number one thing on everybody's vision boards. So it's relatable, right? Um, this is probably, probably maybe like the third year in the role that I have weight loss on my, on my vision board, okay? what do we normally do, right? We put it on the vision board, we get excited, we go for all of the uh, uh, coupons and deals that come in the first year. You know, we get the gym membership, we join that 60 minute circuit training that you have no business doing because this is your first time doing it, but you're like, this is the year, right? This is the year I'm gonna do it. You buy the clothes, you buy the, the, uh, the dumbbells, all the things you do good for the first week right you're in there second week all right third week mm okay and then it snows and you're like "Eh." (laughs) and then maybe you you know forgot to watch your wash your workout clothes and you're like yeah you know it just it wasn't meant to be (laughs) you know i should stay home um and then take a nap, <laughs> there you go. You say, again. Yeah, no, well, sleep is important, you know? Yeah, sleep is good for losing weight. I need to sleep. Um, and we just, keep, we just keep making excuses. We just keep going on, we keep going on. Why is it hard for us to keep consistent with our goals? The reason why it's hard for us to keep consistent with our goals is because our goals are founded, they're set on the wrong foundation. Behavior studies shows that there's three processes to behavioral change, sorry, there's three levels to behavioral change. One level is identity, second level is processes, and the third level is outcome or your goals, right? So a lot of us though start with our outcome in mind first. I wanna lose weight, I wanna make more money, right? I want to have a family. I want to read more. I want to meditate more. All the things. Um, But the problem and there's actually many problems with outcome based goals. Um, If you are anywhere near me, my platform, there's a couple of books. I always I always preach by aside from the Bible. But one of them books is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Y'all need to read that thing. That thing is good. That thing is really, really good. Um, And one of the things that he says, he says there's four problems with outcome-based goals. Winners and losers have the same goals. Achieving a goal is only a momentary change. Goals restrict happiness. And goals are at odds with long-term progress. And that's the last one I want y'all to focus on um, is that if we're gonna keep consistent in anything, if we're gonna see our outcome, we have to keep consistent in it. So the actual most efficient way to keep consistency with your goals is to change outcome-based goals to identity-based goals, right? So the key to your success is shifting your perception of your identity. One of the things we also do in uh, Things Hope For, it's an accountability program we have called Resolve. So we talk about identity a lot. <laughs> like, we talk about it a lot. Um, and so we're, we just finished the process of like uh, doing, actually we did our 2024 vision in October last year. We had a vision party and, and everything like that. Um, but one of the things that we ask ourselves before we do anything is we ask ourselves, who do we wanna be in 2024? Um, because honestly, we've understood that you can have the greatest goals, but if you don't know who you are, you're not going to actually maximize them. Genesis 1:26, this is where we meet God making man. And he says, Let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness. And John 4:24 says that God is spirit. So, if we're made in God's image and God is spirit, that means that we're spirit, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So, but why is that why why is that important for you to know? Why is that important for you to know that you are spirit? It's because there's eternity attached to you and your purpose. There's a bigger story here in play. Mm-hmm. You're not just this moment. You're not just this body. You're not just this time. There's something that God wants to do in you, something so great, that's not just in you, but it outlives you. So at some point, I want, I want to lose 30 pounds to turn into, I want to be healthy, to turn into breaking high blood pressure off of my bloodline. That's That's where I want to go. And that's what God wants to do with you. So knowing that you are spirit knows that, it means that you know that there is eternity. There is legacy in you. But you have to know whose you are and who you are to be able to make that shift. And so my second point to you is this. Spirituality is a mindset. Romans 8, verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So I say, new year. new year, new spirit. Don't get sleepy on me, new year, new, year. new, spirit. new, spirit. new spirit, new me. New uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that's, good. that's good, that's good. The Bible tells us that the spirit and the flesh are opposites, they are two opposites. Um, we know that because kind of what we talked about already, the flesh, well, we didn't talk about the flesh yet, but the flesh is, it's going to die one day. (laughs) Like it's going to die. But what we did talk about is that the spirit is eternal, right? Um, then the other difference comes into play when sin came into play. When God made the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, when they, um, when they disobeyed him and sin came into, um, into the world, honestly, what, what it was was they fell short from, um, from his image. And that's really what sin is. Sin is falling short. Sin is missing the mark. So that is important to note because our flesh, which is our body, is prone to falling short from God. It's naturally prone to sin. And I mean, the Bible lists a lot of <laughs> different sins, but I think there's a couple that we don't really know, or let me not, let me not say y'all, me, okay? That kind of caught me off guard. Galatians 5, 19, 21 lists hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. You can have a go-getter spirit, that's good. But if your go-getter spirit is founded in selfish ambition, it's gonna lead to death. And death doesn't only mean dying physically, it means destruction, it means misery, and worst of all, it means the separation from God's favor. So I, I I still say I'm a go-getter because it's not like it's a bad thing. It's it's what it's rooted in, right? So I've always been a go-getter. I'm an Enneagram 3, if that (laughs) paints any type of picture. Um, And an Enneagram 3, the title is Achiever, okay? So very much so a high achiever. And there was a time in my life where I was a go-getter, but it was rooted in selfish ambition. Um, So it took away my sleep. I couldn't really see people as people. I saw them as tools to use to get me ahead. And because of the situation that I was in with unemployment, baby, (laughs) I needed to get ahead, okay? At least that's what the thought was. But it left me cold, it left me guarded. And I got to a point where I I didn't want to live like that, you know? I mean, I love me some Miranda from The Devil Wears Prada. I love that girl. (laughs) I love me some Cruella DeVille, she's hilarious. You guys know uh, Wilhelmina Slater from Ugly Betty? Well, you know, yeah, yeah, that was our show, that was our show. I love them, I love them more so because of their style and the sass, but I don't want their life. I don't want Cruella DeVille's life. I don't want Miranda's life. Because if I kept on going that way, rooted in selfish ambition, I would end up lonely, probably regretful, resentful, afraid, right? That people around me would leave once they got what they got from me. Because don't be fooled, like you reap what you sow. Yeah. So if I'm making relationships just to get what I need and go, that's what people will come to you for too. But I am so glad that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. So when we're talking about the spirit leads to life and peace, we got to ask the other question of which spirit? Because when we read that verse or more so, yeah, when we read the verse and when we see in the Bible, there's different types of spirits. There's a capital S spirit and there's a lowercase S spirit, right? <laughs> so in Genesis 2, verse 7, then the Lord, when we're continuing with the story of creation, then the Lord uh, God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So what's beautiful, that what's interesting is that word, breath of life, the word, words, that breath in, the, in that phrase It actually is a Hebrew word called, let's see if I get my Hebrew right, neshama, neshama. (laughs) But that word means breath. It also means wind and it means spirit. But this is not the same spirit that we talked about in the Romans verse. The definition, this is a, I think it's Strong's dictionary, Hebrew dictionary. When it's defining spirit, lowercase spirit, it says that it it is a word that is parallel to ruach, which is a word referring to the Holy Spirit. So it's parallel, but that doesn't mean that it's the same. Let me give you an example. All right, mama stand, stand up mama. Stand up mama. All right, look, look at my mom and look at me. Yes, we, if you see her, you'll see that you'll know that's my mom, right? We have similar face features. I'm in her likeness. I'm in her likeness because I came from her, but we're not the same people, right? She's her, I'm me, even though we look the same. Thank you, mama. (laughs) She looked good too. I'm glad I got it from you. (laughs) But I say that to say, in the same way, our spirit is made in the likeness of God's spirit, but they are not the same spirit. So when we're talking about which spirit should govern our mind, right? We're talking about the Holy Spirit why should the Holy Spirit be the one to govern our mind? I love this verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 12. It says, the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. So that means that the Lord brings wealth. Wealth means prosperity. Wealth means abundance. Wealth means increase. So you can grow the business and keep your family. You can Grow your finances. You can climb the corporate ladder and keep your sanity. You can keep your mind. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to do it alone. You can have the best of both worlds. You can have it all. He brings wealth to you and adds no sorrow to it. I saw this statistic and I thought it was the most interesting. If I could base my testimony off of this, Y'all know that unemployed people are more than 16 times as likely to die from suicide as people with jobs? 16 times. And it's most prevalent within the first six months. Y'all, seven years. And that's because God was governing my mind. So that does not have to be your story. That did not have to be my story. When we allow the Holy Spirit to govern our minds, it bears life and it bears peace. I love the definition of peace. Um, No, it's actually life that I thought was beautiful. It said bliss and it said um, life is eternity with God. But when we look at that scripture, it doesn't mean eternity with God only in his kingdom. It means that we can have eternity here, right now. We can experience it right now. So, your money can look blissful. I don't even know what that means, but I want some blissful money, right? (laughs) We can have some blissful fitness. We can have some blissful health relationships, right? That's the promise. That's the promise when we allow the Holy Spirit to govern our minds. And my last... Point is this. I've been saying points, thoughts, whatever it is, it's number three. (laughs) Spirituality is a lifestyle. I wanted to say this point because I'm huge on action steps. Like I hate when, you know, you go someplace, they give you the motivation, the, you know, all the things you feel good and you're like, yeah, how do I start that business, right? Like you were sharing, yeah, so financial planning, how do we get there? Woohoo! like what are those steps? So um, I always love giving action steps, um, something that you can literally apply like today, right? I'm really big on action steps. Spirituality is a lifestyle because it needs to be walked out. When we look back at the Ezekiel uh, 36, 27 verse, and he says, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. So I kind of got like some subpoints, And the first sub point is know his statutes. So how do you know his statutes? I'm glad you asked, right here. This is how you know his statutes. It's all written in here. You gotta read the word, you gotta read his statutes. You got to read what he says about governing your mind through the Holy Spirit. You got to read so you know the heart of God. Second Timothy 3, 16 through seven says, all scripture is God breathed and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I love one of the promises of God that says that he has good works for you reserved in time, in space for you. And his word is to equip you for that good work. Isn't he such a loving father that he's not going to put you into a situation, walk you into something that you're not prepared for? No, he wants to prepare you. He wants to equip you for every good work that he has for you. My next point is let him do the work. Let him do it. You notice in that Ezekiel verse, it was a lot of, let me, let me scroll up so you can hear it. Okay. I will give you, I will remove, I will put my spirit. Do you hear you in that? You don't hear you in that, right? He will do it. He is the one who will do it. So let him do the work. You don't have to do the heavy lifting. Let him do the work. Can you imagine doing heart surgery on you? This is it's impossible. So that's not even gonna work. All right. He is the one who is going to put a new heart in you. So all you have to do is receive. My God. Receiving is, it sounds like such, such an easy thing to do, but I think, I think for some of us who maybe were workaholics, control freaks, receiving is hard allowing somebody to, allowing somebody else to do it. So God, you're telling me I don't gotta, I don't gotta fix myself. You know, that's exactly what he's saying. All he asks for you to do is to receive the promise that he has for you and to obey. So like we talked about um, spirituality is a lifestyle because it's walked out. So literally every decision, every step that you take, day by day, step by step, you're washing it with his word. Uh, I have a funny memory. When, um, when I was dating at the time, um, I was talking to this dude and he asked me out and I was like, okay, well, I mean, he doesn't know how to spell Jesus, so that's good. That's a good sign. All right. All right, that's a good start. We got on the date and then I come to find out spelling Jesus is kind of all, kind of all he knows. That's, that's, that's I've got it. And I went home and, um, you know, to build my faith, what I used to do, I would like write down like every experience of like maybe a date I've gone through what I liked, what I didn't like, or whatever. So I'm talking to God and I'm writing it down. And God was like, do not be unequally yoked. And I was like, Well, God, he's cute, you know, he's giving daddy vibes, like, you know, but he said, don't be unequally yoked. What does the light have to do with darkness? You're washing every decision, every step of your life with God. And that's one of the things that I love about our community things hope for. We don't shy away from inviting God into every, every, every area. I'm talking about fashion, the music that we listen to, the events that we go to, everything, everything. So this community of women who are inspired, who are trying, who are failing, who are getting back up and who are learning and who are obsessed and pursuing the newness, the new life that God has promised us and the best and living our best lives in God's way. I'm so blessed to be a part of that community and let me tell y'all, I mean, I have I have cards in the back we could talk it out. Um but I, of course, you're invited, come on, hello. <laughs> come, come on in, come on in this side. But it's a walk, it's a walk. And I think that community is so key because you need to know that there's people who are with you who are walking this out with you. i gonna say it one more time even if you don't say it with me, but say it with me. So we're encouraged. New year. New year. New spirit. New spirit. New me. New me. Amen. 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 I think the reason why God gave me that phrase was because a new spirit precedes a new me yeah, that's true. in this new season that God is giving to us, the same, the same um, situation that he was giving the Israelites, the Israelites at the time of Ezekiel, um, were exiled into Babylon mm-hmm. And the prophet Ezekiel was walking them into a new season God was promising that he would bring them back into their promised land. So it was a new season for them, but they needed a new spirit to equip them before they could walk into their newness, into their new me. The promise that was attached to it was that he would be with them. He would be their God, that he would save them, that he would increase them the fruits of their labor, And that's the whole point. God wants to give you a new spirit so that you can walk into your new me Mm. and see his increase. Increase is the promise. So I just want to end with, if you would receive him today in your life and release his spirit over your life and allow his spirit to saturate you, I know that you will be well equipped for this new season. You don't even have to say it out loud. If you say it in your heart, God, thank you for seeing me. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing life in my own way when you sacrificed to give me a better way. I believe that Jesus is the Lord and that you raised him from dead to save me. Thank you, Lord, for newness in me and I receive your new heart and your new spirit for me. I'm so excited for y'all for this new year journey. Welcome, welcome new us. <laughs> Thank you again. My name is Nia <laughs>
1: hey, my name is ashley i'm from new jersey and i am a creative as like a little girl i always like to play my grandma's jewelry so when i was 15 and that's when i started my first company i used to feel guilty if i was working on my business too much and i used to feel guilty that i wasn't working enough if I was with my family. So Resolve has kind of helped me focus on, okay, who do you want to be? Yeah, I want to be an amazing business person. I want to be an amazing artist, but I also want to be an amazing mom, an amazing wife. I never realized how beneficial it is to have people that are like holding you accountable and you're checking in with a regular basis, doing like our our two-week sessions. I'm like, okay, Thursday is coming. Like I have to what are we doing? So it's actually kind of helped me not feel so overwhelmed by my list. I've learned a lot just even hearing other people talk about what's going on in their lives and what they're working on and it, it really helps keep you going. Everyone is so supportive of what everyone else is doing and let's be honest in today's day and age that's kind of a special thing and I think that like really can help a lot of people. I'm looking forward to getting more stuff done. Join
0: a community of creative women ready and willing to break the cycle of inconsistency. Bring to life your wildest dreams and get more things done. Go to www.thingshopefor.com slash memberships to find out more about Resolve and enroll now. Thanks for joining us on this month's episode. For more resources to empower your faith journey, check out our website linked in the show notes to find free downloadables, inspirational articles, and much, much more. We'd love for you to be a part of our THF fam. Subscribe to our YouTube, Apple podcast, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast so you don't miss what's next. If this episode encouraged you, share it with someone else. Or consider supporting this podcast by clicking the donation link in the show notes so that we together can send the message of hope in Christ to those who need hope now. Keep in touch with us on social media at Things Hope For. And until then, see you next month. Love, Neil Aguay.